Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Really Real Real Estate Podcast. It is episode 49, to open house or not to open house. That is thy question. By now, we are all familiar with the traditional open house that occurs in our communities. It's usually Sunday afternoon from like 1 to 4 p.m. or 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. if the Steelers are playing on that Sunday. Now, you might stop in on your way home from church, uh, brunch, or shopping. You might get lucky, and there may only be a couple folks there. Or you might get really unlucky, and there might be like 50 people there as you attempt to tour this home. Today, we talk about the pros and cons of having an open house, both if you're the seller and if you're going to have an open house if you're the buyer. My name is Lou Lombardi. Now, here's a real estate expert that can beat even the most surly of open house crowds right back, Jason Wilcox. I just imagine myself being like this massive bouncer outside a club on a Saturday night, like just holding back the unruly crowds, having the rope line and having a clipboard with the list. And if your name's not on the list, you don't get in. (laughs) (laughs) You're not on the list. You're not on the list. Back of the line. Yeah. I, I was I was never that one who knew someone in the club and could skip the line. I was always at the end of the line for pretty much the entire evening. But that's another that's another episode for another podcast. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, so this is a uh this is a really good point because you know, you don't think about it, but you know, what is all involved with this open house thing because it could get hairy depending on what you have going on. So I'm, I'm glad we're going to be talking about this from both points of view. Yep. And and not only just that, Lou, uh, you know, I should kind of uh, preface this by saying that this is an interesting topic of conversation to have pre-COVID. Um, you know, open house, you know, has always been a fun debate uh, amongst real estate agents uh, since probably the dawn of open houses. Some love them, some hate them, some are indifferent about them. Uh, but that was all before COVID hit. And then COVID hit and it got even more surly and more hairy. So we're going to kind of approach this from a pre-COVID time. And then if at the end we might spend a minute or two talking about you know how we approach this in a COVID time period, but for now we're focusing on the pre-COVID stuff, and we're not talking about it from an agent standpoint. We are focusing on more of the pros and cons for the seller and for the buyer. So if you guys are thinking about doing this, or you're thinking about attending an open house, this will give you kind of like a sort of uh, what uh, inside scoop on what you could look be looking forward to. Correct? Yep. Yep. Some things to think about before you go in. Gotcha. Okay. Here we go. I think the best way to approach this is we're going to break this episode into two halves. We'll start with uh, talking about the pros and cons from a seller's perspective. And then from there, we will go over and we will talk um, about the pros and cons from the buyer's perspective. That sound good? Sounds just groovy. (laughs) So the first pro for a seller is uh, that you may end up attracting buyers who don't know uh, how the process goes, haven't started the process of buying a home, or maybe just starting the home buying process. And you might ask me, Jason, why is that important? And I'm actually going to throughout this interject some stories uh, that I've had based on real open house experiences. Um, I had buyers once told the 
told them to meet me at, at the open house because uh, they were getting ready to start the home buying process. So they came in, we met, they toured the house for a little bit and they actually came back and said, Hey, Jace, I know we just showed up today and I know we just met today, but this is pretty much exactly what we're looking for. And I said, okay, great. And um, obviously like good buyers, we didn't want to jump on the first thing we saw. This was back a couple of years ago when the market wasn't as crazy as it is now. And so we went around toward a couple other homes. But after about a week, week and a half of looking at maybe four or five other homes, they just said, hey, Jace, nothing has matched up to that first house we saw at the open house. That's the one we want to go with. Made an offer on it, closed on it like six weeks later. And that was all because they saw the the property originally at the open house. So getting buyers in that are not real familiar with the process, they also don't have a basis of comparison. And sometimes as sellers, that can play into your advantage. So the next step that we have is we have additional exposure. Um, sometimes you may get buyers who are looking online and think, to themselves, oh, I don't know if I'm going to waste my realtor's time by scheduling a showing. And I'm kind of on the fence about this, but you know what? It's an open house. We don't need to schedule a showing and um, why not? Let's just go. So by getting that additional exposure, you know, you may get somebody who's on the fence. Um, you know, you may get somebody who's not necessarily going to be looking in this neighborhood or maybe not initially considering this price range. I get buyers all the time who are pre-approved up to 200, uh, but only want to spend, let's say 160. And let's say maybe you're priced at 190. They're pre-approved they can go, but you know, they, they think, oh, we don't want to spend this much, but you know what? Hell, it's an open house. Let's go see it. Maybe, you know, maybe we'll like it. Maybe we won't, but you're at least getting that additional exposure. So you might get the chance of having someone that was initially on the fence, make a pull the trigger, make an offer on the property. Yeah. Um, one of the things uh, about looking at properties too, when other than an open house is the sort of like pressure. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk a little bit about <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and that's, what's great about it. So buyers who are, you know, just starting the process. Maybe they know they're 6, 12, 18, 24 months out from buying. Maybe they know they're in a financial position that they can't pull the trigger today or tomorrow, but they are wanting to work towards something, uh, you know, in terms of purchasing in the next, you know, foreseeable future. Um, you know, they can feel pressured if they've got to call the listing agent or if they have to reach out to the brokerage or if they call their buyer's agent or whatever. But sometimes with the open house, they can just not sneak in. That's not the phrase I want to use, but go in, look around, get an idea for what the house is like, maybe get a feel for what the neighborhood's like. So when that time does come, you know, they've already got kind of a sense of what's going on in the market. And I get it. You know, we're not all ready to buy today. You know, we all have to start somewhere and we all have started at that one to two year process at one point. So it's one of those ones that, yeah, you, you get buyers that don't feel pressure. And again, that can play into your favor, um, you know, because at the same time if they don't feel pressured maybe just maybe they might get excited and find a way to work it out even though they initially weren't ready to buy for like a year or two um something that we talked about before when we talked about you know touring homes was that you know hey this isn't the time to bring grandma and Mima. what'd you call it Mima and papa yeah uh, Mima and papa okay over and all that sort of thing however if you have an open house, right? Yes. This is a little bit more appropriate time to maybe bring the family to kind of check it out, correct? Yes. 
buyers, good news. This isn't even really necessarily a pro for the sellers. It is. But buyers, bring your tribe, bring your clan, bring your people. And you might think in the seller, why is this a pro for me? So you get it out of the way. So you don't have to deal with it during a private showing. You don't have to deal deal with it during a final walkthrough or and, um, uh, the inspections. Get it out of the way. Let mom, dad, aunt, uncle, whoever show up, give their opinions well before the buyer makes an offer. So they get that out of their system and you just you get that portion of it over right away. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes it is like maybe if it's your first time you're young or whatever, having mom and dad, mom and dad or mom and dad to, you know, to kind of be there to kind of help help you kind of make the decision. I mean, that yep. isn't, you know, that isn't completely out of the uh other questions. So this is the time, though, to, to do something like that. Now, I believe we have some cons, Jason. Yes. Now, the cons, again, I will reiterate, are pre-COVID times. I know that COVID has kind of caused a, a, a surrey, if you will, in the in the market the last couple of months. And so some of these may not be applicable during COVID times, but they're still good to talk about. Uh, Pre-COVID, you are most likely not selling the house at an open house. Um, for all of the um, great... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hero stories that I can tell you. There's a lot I can tell you that don't. You know, you get, you know, people that are just looking. Again, they're maybe just starting the process, but there's a very good chance that you're not going to sell it as a result of the open house. And so you can't be disappointed if it doesn't sell. Not saying it won't. I'm just saying you can't get disappointed if, if it doesn't. Right, 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 right. Um, and uh, you may have to deal with some un. Some folks that maybe aren't a quite a good fit, correct, as well? Yes, yes. I'll come out and say it because I tell this to my buyers all the time, and if it gets me in trouble, it gets me in trouble. You're going to get unqualified buyers. I tell people all the time, you know what? I don't care if you're pre-approved up to 250 Go to that $600,000 open house. You don't have to pre-approve. You don't have to have a pre-approval to walk in, so why not go check it out, see what those $600,000 houses are like, see what you're not going to be buying because you're only pre-approved up to 200000 but go. But because of that, the sellers have to deal with the consequence. And I've actually had uh, people um, tell me that like, they'll go to these higher end open houses for like seven, $800,000. They know they're not pre-approved. They see what's going on with the decorum. They want to see what's going on with the, uh, the setup and see if they can get any type of um, decorating ideas, uh, interior design yeah, ideas, yeah, with, yeah. because they want to see what the high end people are doing. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I can see that. Um, now, now, Jason, now this wouldn't attract like, uh, I don't know, say like nosy neighbors or anything. Would it? Let's put it this way. I could tell you that open houses don't attract nosy neighbors. I can also tell you that I don't like eating wings, pizza, and ice cream. <laughs> and if any of you have met me in person, you know that is a big fat whopping lie. Uh, yeah, you're going to get nosy neighbors. Uh, I won't lie as the agent love nosy neighbors because i get a lot of nosy neighbors that are maybe thinking about putting the market on themselves they want to see how their house compares to the neighbors and that is an advantage to the real estate agent however today's episode is not about the pros and cons of an open house for the agent so we're not going to dive into how i love nosy neighbors um for the sellers it's a disadvantage because they they just they are curious and there's no other reason they want to see they are comparing they are trying to keep up with the joneses they want to know if your kitchen is better than theirs they want to know if your bedroom's bigger than theirs. They want to know if your uh, bathrooms are more updated than theirs. Like they're just looking because they are just that damn nosy. 
It happens. It happens. Now, but on the darker side, though, yes. you could be opening yourself up to uh, like security issues, maybe like people who want to lift your knickknacks and stuff. Yep, yep. And unfortunately, this is one of those, I hate to say it, really real conversations that I have to have with sellers. Um, I do have the conversation with them about, you got to make sure your valuables are locked up. You've got to make sure that your personal possessions are locked up. Uh, not to spend too much time on this subject because it is a darker subject. Uh, I'll tell you two horror stories. One that's a true horror story and then one that's well, I think it's funny, but I wasn't there. So the first one deals with about maybe a year and a half, two years ago, um, we had to have a conversation at our sales meeting because we had two or three agents um, that had incidences at their open house. And when they reported it to our manager, we found out it was actually a string of the same person causing this, these issues. There was somebody that was coming in and asking to use the bathroom uh, right off the bat from the open house. Now, anyone who's listened to this podcast knows that is my one of my biggest pet peeves. You don't ask to use the bathroom, but it happens. Well, the very short version is that what they learned was uh, these people coming in asking to go to the bathroom didn't have to go to the bathroom at all. What they were doing is they were rooting through the medicine cabinet and they were trying to see if they could get their hands on any of the you know, like prescription nice, drugs. Or yeah, something. nice little prescriptions that are out there. And they were casing higher end homes, older homes, places where they knew that these potential, you know, higher end prescriptions could be. Um, and I don't know that they were ever caught, but I just know that we were on high alert for a couple of weeks for our open house. Um, the second story is actually one that my, that happened to my manager. And I don't know that he found it funny, but I found this hilarious. So he was at an open house once and like normal what got there 10 15 minutes early run around flipping all the lights open up the doors get things prepped we ran into the master bedroom flipped on the lights open up the closets well he went to the one side of the bed but he didn't go around to check the other side of the okay. bed and i guess apparently um you know he got everything set up he came back downstairs 10 minutes in the first family comes through i think it's a husband a wife and a young daughter he welcomes them in you know he's finished and setting up he goes check out the house and you'll be good to go and you know come back when you're done i have some questions so they start touring all of a sudden five minutes later here's a shriek come from upstairs uh -oh. so he goes bolting upstairs he goes into the master bedroom only to see that the three-year-old was wailing uh, the owner's 45 above her head, didn't realize that the owner had left the, I think it was a 45, on the bed, and Whoa. he didn't see it when he was flipping around all the lights because you sure as hell know he would have put that away oh, or found yeah. something to do wow. with it. And the parents are freaking out because the parents aren't near enough to her and they had to try to get that from her. Needless to say, they got that 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 45 away from her and they bolted out of that open house pretty quickly and he did not end up working with them as potential buyers. But <laughs> Oh my god. Funny now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Thank goodness nobody got hurt. It could have been a dangerous situation. I, I know, and and we we shouldn't laugh, but that's why I'm a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing too. All is well, uh, that is well. Nobody get hurt. Um, so, are we ready to move on then to what uh, the uh, to the buyers on this situation? Yep, yep. I think it's time to move over to the pros uh, to the buyers. And uh, as we're reading the first part of this, I realize this is why I got to quit prepping my notes at one thirty in the morning. <laughs> 
because I'm looking and I see that I have no or very little pressure, which I believe we already talked about in the seller section. So the first one being that, yeah, again, there's very little pressure. You know, you can, especially if there's a couple other people there. Um, you can kind of sneak in, tour around, you know, maybe just be ready to exchange pleasantries with the uh, with the person that's running the open house. But otherwise, you can kind of tour on your own, check it out, you know, not feel like, you know, you're being interrogated as if you were during a private showing or, you know, if you were talking directly on the phone with the uh, with the listing agent. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, and, and again, like you said, folks that are just maybe starting the process might be a good way to kind of just start poking around, see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we sort of touched on this a little bit earlier, but do you want to add anything to this idea of, you know, sort of being able to check out houses you may like may not technically be approved for and and, and the v- advantages of that? Yes. I mean, it is cool to see, you know, other houses that you may not be approved for. Uh, I even have a thrill going through and seeing those $1.2 million homes when I'm allowed to tour them on an agent tour because I know I'm not going to be able to afford them. I will say this much, though, in a little bit of a more realistic light, going back to what I mentioned earlier, the one advantage is I get buyers who are pre-approved way above what they want to spend. I get buyers that don't want to go above 175 who might be pre-approved up to 300 which is fine. You have that right as a buyer but sometimes if you are maybe wanting to stay under 175 um as an example but you're not maybe finding what you're looking for if you know you're pre-approved up to 300 it's not a bad idea at an open house you know what let's go look at this house for 225 or 250 or 275 because maybe what we want is not in the price range we want. Maybe we're trying to find a 250 house for 175 and it's just not happening. So on that end, it gives you a chance to maybe expound your price range a little bit as well as expand your area too. You know, maybe you're trying to stay east of the city. You want to be over in the Monroeville, Swissville area, Braddock area, but then you think, Why? you know what? Sorry, maybe there's some houses over in the northeastern section that might work our you know work for us you know if we got an equal commute you know from the northeast side yeah yeah absolutely there's all kind of advantages to that and um the other thing is you can sort of what you can see several yes you can definitely make an afternoon out of this as long as the Steelers aren't playing exactly as long (laughs) as the Steelers or in everyone's defense right now, it's hockey season. So as long as the Penguins aren't playing either. (laughs) Uh, But actually what I also um, encourage buyers to do, especially buyers who are in the early stages, not only can you make an afternoon out of it and see several houses, but I get some buyers who are like, Hey, Chase, we've got a list of 30 houses that we want to go see. There's nothing worse that I hate than uh, hearing about a list of 30 houses. So what I find is open houses are not only a great chance to um, go check out the house, but um, I get a lot of buyers that will do drive-bys, you know, to see if it's even something, because I can't tell you how many times buyers drive by and go, oh man, we wish we'd have driven by this house beforehand because we just don't like the curb appeal. We don't like the hill we had to drive up to get here. We're not fond of the neighborhood. Uh, we're not fond of the location. And so in addition to the open house, if you've got 30 houses you want to go see, maybe you scratch two or three off of your list. And oh, by the way, let's go drive by another 10, 12, 15 of them because we can really start start to narrow our list down in one afternoon if we're very focused on the houses that we're trying to see, whether it's an open house or just going to do a drive-by of the exterior of the home. So save your uh, real estate 
expert <laughs> the little headaches by maybe ruling a few things out. You know, if you hate the neighborhood or you can, yeah. you can do that on a drive by. And yep. again, and save on you, my tires. That's more than anything. Save on my tires, Lou, because <laughs> Lou, do you know this? Tires are expensive. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. This brings up a good question. <laughs> when you go to these uh, open houses, you don't have to go with your real estate uh, advisor, correct? You can go just on your own. Correct. Yeah, you can go and you can go if you're if you're unaffiliated with with the with an agent. So, yeah, you don't have to go with one and your agent doesn't have to go with you now to flip that. I have gone with some of my buyers because if I do have serious buyers who are like, hey, Jace, we're going to go look at this because if we like it, we may pull the trigger on it. Um, Then in that case, I'll go with them because I've done it before, although I'm not a fan of it. I don't like writing up offers for clients if i haven't had a chance to see the house because i want to be able to get in there and offer my professional opinion so i will usually um try to go with them if i think it might be one that they want to make an offer on so okay yep all right good stuff all right so let's hit a few cons Mm -hmm. so at the top of the list here not the only ones looking what do you mean yep Yep. So you're not going to be the only ones looking at the house. And the reason why this is important, we're going to kind of fast forward into COVID times a little bit. Um, We are in a housing market market shortage right now. It is just insane how low inventory is. Um, It's kind of gone by the wayside, but we still have few agents who are putting the house on the market on a Thursday or a Friday and doing a no-show until the open house on a Saturday or Sunday. And the problem is, is we're getting 30, 50, 80, 100 people at these open houses. I had one two weeks ago where literally I was going to meet the buyer at the open house because there was a good chance he was going to pull the trigger had he liked what he saw. I was halfway up the highway. He called me and said, don't even bother coming. I said, why not? He goes, there are over 50 people standing outside in the open house just started 10 minutes ago. He goes, I'm going to probably go in and and see it. But at the end of the day, he liked it. But he's just like, I don't want to get into a bidding war with 14 other people so he just said you know what forget it don't even waste your time jason so i didn't i turned around and i came back home <laughs> save those tires exactly i did save those tires and that gas because gas is going up but that's a whole nother discussion for a whole another type of podcast <laughs> um so but and, and so but this is not the same as a private tour not only with the is there going to be a whole lot of people there or could be a whole lot of people there what are some of the other things that uh are sort of not as advantageous as a private tour. So the first thing I think we need to clarify, Lou, is that when we say a private tour, this private tour does not cost $20. Uh, Okay. (laughs) I feel like there's a select few people out there who are going to get that joke, and they're probably male, and they're probably between 18 and 35. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So there's two big things about a private tour that I think are super important. One is when we talk private tours, we're talking about going through with your agent. Um, So if you're going to an open house by yourself, you're not getting time with your agent um, to offer their professional opinion and also to have that open, honest conversation. I've said a million times, I've shown great houses that are phenomenal houses. They're just not for my buyer. You know, maybe there's too many stairs. Maybe the bedrooms aren't big enough. Maybe the backyard's not big enough, whatever reason. Without that private tour, it's hard to go through with your agent um, and really have that open, honest conversation as to whether you think this house is going to work out. And 
to be able to really point out the the, the nitty gritty details. Um, the other issue, and this kind of tag teams with the private tour as far as getting time to see the issues. Sometimes if there's 50, 75, 100 people, you might get a quick like five minute, 10 minute walkthrough of the house with a smaller group of people and that's it. That's not a whole lot of time to really take a look at like, let's intimately look at this kitchen and make sure we're not seeing any major issues. Let's look in the garage. Let's really make sure we're focusing on, you know, hey, you know, we want to make sure that we notice that there must have been water on the floor at some point because there's a lot of floor damage around the refrigerator or, you know, we're noticing these stains in the back of the garage. Sometimes if you're going through in 10 minutes you don't see that stuff and that's huge because really if you're noticing that stuff that's going to affect the offer that you write um and you just you're not going to get that if you're only getting five or ten minutes house so you you, you're at a disadvantage um and the other third issue along with all that is if you are in an open house i've been in open houses again pre-covid times with 50 other people and we're like excuse me sorry excuse me we're bumping you know shoulders i'm ducking behind doors and things like that that we just don't get a chance to really see anything about the house because we're just more worried about not pinballing off of you know the eight other people that are in the basement you know honestly i've been in some open houses that are so packed it almost feels like a like a raver in college like (laughs) back Back in my days when I was up, at the, up, up the street at good old W&J campus on a Friday night. <laughs> um, and now you have written, we have written down here, the listing agent will be there. Why is that a con? <clears throat> so one of the big things that I stress to buyers, especially if you are a buyer that's going in by yourself and not taking your agent or you don't have an agent, the listing agent has a signed contract with the sellers they have a legal fiduciary obligation to get the seller the most money and the best terms possible that's where the whole concept of of buyer's agency came from and we're going to sum this all up in about two minutes um the seller's there to represent the sellers. It's not that they don't care about you. They do. It's just they have a legal obligation and a fiduciary duty to represent the sellers, which is all the more reason why you need to have your own buyer's agent. If not for the open house, then at least before you make the offer, um, because you have to remember the listing agent is going to be there representing the buyer and, or I'm sorry, representing the seller and just you know, really pointing out all of the great features, maybe not necessarily going into detail, some of the cons of the house, because again, they've got a job to the seller. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, one other thing we want to mention here is uh, this might be self-evident, maybe not, but if it's a open house, it, op- it isn't open house like whenever, you know, it's yes. just like it's under for a certain period of time and then it's over. So like if you can't come there between one and four on Sunday because you're watching the whatever, uh, uh, doing whatever, uh, then then you don't go. Right. And this was actually if you remember our podcast a couple of weeks ago, when we talked about the 10 top things that irritate your realtor. Uh, this is one of those honorable mention ones. Okay. If that open house is one to 4 p.m., don't be that douche that shows up at 403. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't show up at that time because it drives us nuts. We're ready to go home at that point. Uh, but yeah, times are not flexible. And um, yeah, well, if it's one to four, the, it's one to four. Especially if the people are still living in the house. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Really not cool. That actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago, Lou. You'll love this story. So uh, I was getting ready to leave an open house, 
and it was like it was one to three and i think it was like 305 306 i'd now, stayed after you, for you, a few minutes was it, you were the listing agent uh, yeah, I was the listing agent. Yeah. So I was leaving. I'd actually stayed around for a few minutes to talk to the seller about some things. And I was leaving. And all of a sudden, somebody pulled up and they said, oh, we're here for the open house. Um, and I said, oh, okay. I said, let me see if I can get you in real quick. They said, oh, is it over? I said, yeah, we were done at three. And they said, oh, realtor.com said it was two to seven. And I was like, nah, that that doesn't sound right. I was like, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Realtor.com said it was two to seven. So I came in, luckily the the seller was very gracious. They said, yeah, go ahead, let them go through. So while they went through, I looked and I was like, no, realtor.com definitely says one o'clock. It definitely says one o'clock. I'm not sure where they're getting this two to seven from. Fast forward to a couple hours later, I'm at home, I'm getting a shower and all of a sudden the light bulb goes off. Cause of course, where do I have my best thoughts? But in the shower, I know where they got the two to seven from. The open house is on February 7th. Uh, <laughs> they just made a mistake, and it's a common mistake. People make it's a mistake. common mistake, yeah. So also, don't be a dumbass. <laughs> don't be a dumbass. Uh, what, what was that one commercial? Don't be a uh, my name Dumas. So don't be a Dumas. No, no Dumas. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Don't don't do stuff like that, guys. Please, that's just that's just not cool. People yeah. that listen to this podcast would never do it ever. Would they make sure they were out of there by if it's over at four? They'd be out of there by three fifty, three fifty five at the latest. That's right. And they'd be hitting the light switches as they went through, so yeah. Jason didn't have to do yeah. it. Yes, they would. Because let me tell you this much, Lou, you don't realize how big a 3,500 square foot home is until you have to walk through and flip off every flipping light switch. (laughs) Uh, Oh, the trials and tribulations of a realtor. Yes, I know. It's it's a tough life for us. <laughs> um, so do you have any final thoughts on this? Anything you want to add before we wrap up today? I just want to say this much. You know, open houses can be a great thing um, if you just go in knowing what you're prepared to do. You know, if you understand the pros and cons from a seller's side, if you understand the pros and cons uh, from the buyer's side, they really can be a great thing. I've had a lot of great experiences at open houses, I've met a lot of great people. Um, I've also met a lot of weird people and I've met a lot of, I've had a lot of weird interactions, but the pros for me have definitely outweighed the cons. And so for me, um, I've always enjoyed open houses uh, when, when I do them, just as long as you have an idea of what to expect before you go in, you really can have a great opportunity in sellers. If you understand the expectations going into an open house, you know, you won't be disappointed if you understand the, the potential outcomes. But uh, otherwise, I love open houses. They're a great time. And uh, check them out, host them. They're a lot of fun on all sides. All right. There you have it. Everything you always wanted to know about open houses, but were too afraid to ask. Uh, and you have it all answered right there. So the next time you're questioning whether you do an open house or not, just listen to this podcast. Or better yet, Pick up your phone and call or text Jason directly because he wants to be your real estate advisor. I keep telling you that. Don't wait till like the day you're trying to do something and then you're going to call him. Get him on board now. He wants to help you out even if it isn't for a long time, even if you are just kind of starting the process or just thinking about it. You're going to a few open houses, just kind of figuring out what's going out there, going on out there. Get a hold of Jason at 412-651-4638. Call or text 412 651 4638 com. if you prefer email but get a hold of him because uh you know this is the guy that you need on your team when you are thinking about buying or selling uh, your uh, uh, uh real estate this is the guy jason wilcox all right guys thanks so much for hanging out and we'll catch you all on the next really real real estate podcast 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.